0: Welcome to today's podcast. Wednesday, September 1st. We have a lot of mental health stuff tonight. uh, Today, it could be tonight when you're listening. We also have a lot of beauty, especially once um, the wonderful Alex Thomas joins. Alex is not usually on on Wednesdays, but she was excited that the one and only Diana Patton decided to take some time and revisit the podcast. Hi. Thank you. Hi. It's great to hear you. I can feel Ooh. the energy coming I can through. can feel
1: the energy. Yeah.
0: Um, the most beautiful person inside wow. and out is back Ooh. on the podcast for Ooh. the third time or so. For sure. Um, we'll talk about, once again, your program, Rise. Ooh. But I have a question, Ooh. and I really was, Alex would hurry up so you guys can recap mm. the Hurry summer. up. Hurry up. Uh, so you guys can recap the women's summit yesterday. Oh but
1: right, yeah, was she there?
0: She was there. Oh snap! Did uh, did the incomparable Robin Roberts rush mm. up to you and say, "Honey, I have been dying to meet you. I've heard hmm. all about you, hmm. and you were the star."
1: Mm.
0: No, she just she not t- not yesterday, but she's not, about to. She's about to. She's about t- what? <laughs> so. I, I keep trying to convince people, even the people who are like, Sol, Solheim, make the high end. I'm like, you don't understand what this is bringing to the area. It's more than for a couple sure. of days of golf. Yeah. And the Women's Summit was at the Stranahan yesterday, right?
1: For sure. Yes, it was. It was at the Stranahan yesterday and it was started off with a luncheon because mm-hmm. they have three charities, right? They're giving to which is Boys and Girls Club, Habitat for Humanity, and First Tea – which is to help you know young black girls learn about golf, and of course they're building a house. That was how it started with the luncheon, and then we convened into the big hall for um, Robin, and she had an amazing talk. I've got notes that I took. I have so many notes. Share that because I, took. I know
0: it was yeah. a limited audience, and she's such a special human being, and and again just. This is this massive global golf tournament, yeah, it's bringing very talented female golfers here, but it is a magnet for other people like Robin Roberts to visit Toledo.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, it should be a magnet. Uh, you know, she just brought the house down with her own story because, you know, she's written a book and she's talking about her struggle with having cancer and um, having had a blood disorder. And she just basically gave some gems, she dropped some gems, and, and I want to drop these gems that she gave, but then I also want to tell you what was special for me please, about it. Please, So the gems that she dropped
0: are, dream
1: big, focus small. like, I like it. You ever heard that? i never heard it. It's uh, so
0: good, right? I, I heard uh, from Bill Belichick, who probably stole it from somebody oh. else, take care of the little things and the big things take care of themselves.
1: For sure. So that's huge for me. Um, proximity is power. You know, proximity. Tony Robbins used to talk. I don't know if you listen. I'm my old hat coming up here. But Tony Robbins, a famous personal development person from the 90s and the yearly 2000s, always talks about proximity. The closer you can get to whomever it is that you want to be like the better off you're going to be in meeting them, obvious. But see, social media has changed the game on that. People just don't even know, right? They can tag somebody in a second. The other one was venture outside your comfort zone. Something I really struggle with, though, Eric, is going outside my comfort zone. Not, but okay. That's what we all need to do. Then she gave her three Ds. Here they are. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Discipline dedication. Did I get this right? Discipline, dedication. And she calls the Lord, Da, <laughs> da, <laughs> da Lord. Lord. Yes, it was discipline, determination and the da Lord. Da Lord. I just love that. I mean, because she just was raised in the church and I just thought everything that she gave and the way it's the most important thing, right? Because we can tell everybody our stories, but how do you interact with people? She so spent a really good amount of time talking to people, ask, answering questions, and so forth. So um,
0: it was good. Alex has made it Hi. here. So now hey. we have...
3: Hi. Hi. I'm so excited. Hi. Alex. I
1: love- oh, my gosh. Hi.
3: I enjoy seeing you all the time. Eric was like, um, can you be on with Diana? Uh, yes. Yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> and I can be on with Alex.
3: Yes. Sorry now. about that. Mm-hmm. There was work stuff going down. It's a busy day. Hey.
1: It's a busy day.
0: Alex, mm. what were some of the things that you um, maybe noted down or remembered from yesterday in Robin Roberts' presentation?
3: I didn't see it. So <gasps> I wasn't, I didn't, I know. Like, I, did you see me comment? And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. I mean, um, I didn't know that she was coming. And I was like, I was so sad. I was like, oh, I, she's such a uh, presence. I would I'm have so just... Sorry. No, don't be. I would have lived to be in that room. There's always another time. Like, we could bring sure her is. back. Sure is. Oh, she'll be but at my house, though. She'll be <laughs> at my house. for dinner. I just you enjoy think her so... I mean, we watch her every day yeah. here. I try to keep her sure. and her positivity on the TV here at the center, and I just would have loved that. But um, what, you know, well, what you were sharing sounds right on par with something, with how she lives her
1: life. So That's great. You know, what, what I... What, what So do you know my involvement with this whole Solheim Start. I
0: do. I do. Yeah. Uh, well, Diana, share. Start, start from the beginning, please.
1: Started from the bottom. Now here. So <laughs> what we're going to start with is Meg Reznor, who's the co-chair
0: of the super. Or, sorry. I, th- or, yeah. Do can
3: I say, say I enjoy Meg Reznor so much. Oh. She works with oh, my, yeah. with my employer, my company. And I, she's nice. fantastic. I love Meg. Yeah.
1: Well, it's awesome. So Meg Reznor, and I go back a few years. She asked me to speak at the women's summit as a keynote on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I couldn't do it. And my son was turning 21. I was like, I need to know what this boy is doing. I'm just joking. But no, not seriously. Fast forward. We go to Solheim. She says, Diana, you know what? Two things. Number one, everyone around me is white. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: On the steering committee, we need to change that. Number one. Number two, we want to make this a place, Solheim, a place where everyone feels like they're included and they belong. And so can you help me? I said, girl, okay, how deep are we really going to go, right? <laughs> I said, I mm-hmm. can help with Soheim, but we really got to make this go deeper. So we created, I, I called some amazing kick-ass women who are already doing diversity, equity, inclusion, and said, come join this little party we have in here. Mm-hmm. And we convened. And when you get some bold, courageous, kick-ass women together, what you know is going to happen? Change, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. We called ourselves the Women For, F-O-R-E, Soheim. And so, again, we have this mission statement where we're really trying to help people learn about diversity, equity, inclusion.
0: Uh-oh.
3: Uh-oh. Did we lose her?
0: We might have.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Internet connection, maybe?
0: You know, the...
3: Oh, she was saying some good stuff though she does. I've seen I've seen that group get together and there's a lot of local women in our community that are doing wonderful things that had
1: I keep getting you know, disconnected. There we go. We're back. We're
0: back. <laughs> like that
1: was a, I'm, that's the second time I've done that. Mm-hmm. So
0: diverse, I got kicked off. Diversity, inclusion um, go on from there if you could.
1: Yeah so we created the urban soul of Solheim <clears throat> for Dor Street so that's just a collaboration of a whole bunch of people bringing these diverse companies together and you're going to be able to get from vendors and we're going to have song you know just a lot of dance that kind of thing we got the a-list museum which is amber bird she that was something that was amazing we have what's called the Uh, lower town. Um, This is a Vistula golf experience, Ambria Mikalajic from Arc Mm -hmm. Restoration. So all of this as a result of all the amazing hard work of these women coming together. Are you feeling this? I love seeing it. I,
3: I'm sorry, Eric. I know I'm cutting in, but I'm fangirling no, really. with for all of you. I fo- obviously I follow all of you on social media, and I see everybody getting together. And there was an event mm-hmm. at the Glass City Pavilion, and I think the Solheim Cup mm-hmm. was actually there. Yeah, just seeing all you ladies get together, and do these wonderful things. Yes, when have you seen that in golf? But first of all, never. But then at the okay, same yeah, time. Let's keep it real. People, Eric, you share this all the time. People have no idea. Some people have no idea the scale of this event and and that it's in Toledo. Like the amount of opportunities available for all of all of the women in the community because of the Solheim Cup is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, by them coming here. It's it's a couple of days of golf, or the actual tournament in the Solheim Cup, which is very vital and, and, and important across the globe, but all the other things that are happening, like what you just explained, Diana, is why it was yeah. so important to have this here.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I keep getting disconnected. I'm going to see if I can find another thing, but... um It's so important to have it here. Meg Reznor is responsible for that. But then also, too, you know, it's going to be at the Inverness Club. Most times when you have these international golf experiences, they usually go to the club and that's it. They don't make it a city experience. And this is exactly what we're doing. And what I'm most proud of, what I'm most proud of is that it's not going to just end there. You know, this is a battle cry. This is a cry to all these organizations, private clubs. You know, it's time for you to look around your boardroom, look around your organization. Mm -hmm. Are you all the same color?
0: Mm.
1: Are you all the same ethnicity? Are you all the same religion? Are you all the same, you know, sexual orientation, all that? If not, it's time. Wake up. Mm -hmm. Let's go. What are you waiting on? And there's a message out there for Evanesc Club because they still have some work to do. Because I'm here to tell you, <laughs> it's still an all-white man's club. Yeah,
3: yeah. i to playing wa- around. Do you want to share, Eric, our experience when we wanted to go to the influencers' night?
0: The influen—when was that?
3: Do you remember? So this was the. This Does may have been remember? the only. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh so September. So Dana- we were gonna go to um uh, I think it was what, Connect Toledo or Destination Toledo you know, had a they were having a gathering for the mm-hmm. in, for Solheim Cup and like local influencers can come out and learn about mm-hmm. Solheim Cup and and tour the built facility and yeah. um, I mean, you've seen me, Diana, Eric, you know me. Like I was in my 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 I was myself I was dressed as myself I had my what I felt work appropriate clothing on but we got that email maybe a couple hours before we were supposed to be there that said if you're not in this dress code you unfortunately won't be able to attend and I was not (laughs) and I went out and got new shoes and made sure I had my good jewelry
1: on and I couldn't go first of all (laughs) so who sent somebody sent an incorrect email because that's not what that was supposed to be
0: no, uh, it, it really. It came from it came from the club to destination Toledo. Correct. And, and, then, Correct. When I, and then when I saw the pictures. Oh,
1: at Inverness Club. Yeah. At Inverness Club. Oh, yes. I thought it was at the Glass Pavilion. No. Oh and, no. Oh no. okay. I can't speak and, on behalf of the Inverness Club. But
0: no. Diana, this is to <laughs> your point of yeah. To my point, yeah. The exclusionary nature of yeah. golf's history, which needs to Come change on. in a, in a lot of ways. I think the Masters. I don't know where they look, are. Look, did you just
1: a- say the Masters? Okay, and said, and I'm walking out the door. Goodbye. <laughs> the, Goodbye. Well, the golf mask the tournament, right? I understand the what master- you're saying, but I just want to put an exclamation point on that. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't know if they still, if they, I think they I might think they do. not allow women to play there. Um, okay,
1: now let me just break this down for y'all. Oh?
0: I'm about to break it down.
1: Break. Break down. Listen, <laughs> we have had it like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, (laughs) let me tell you something. Two things, and then I'm gonna shut up. Listen. Okay. There is a new commissioner. Did y'all know this? No. At the LPGA. The golf commissioner? For the LPGA. And guess Mm -hmm. what? She's a woman. (gasps) Isn't that so shocking?
3: Why do we not know this? Like, why do we not know this?
1: She's only like two weeks old.
3: Oh, okay. As cool,
1: as amazing. I mean, she is amazing because I met her yesterday. And Mm -hmm. I told her, listen. The LPGA needs to be an advocacy arm because let me tell you something. Last year, I was asked by the LPGA, which I love, 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 Roberta Bowman. She's an amazing woman. She's done so much work for the LPGA. But there's, for the first time ever, six black players. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you hear me say that? First ever, six black players. And after George Floyd, I was asked to have the opportunity to speak with them my here's my whole point when you have your players out here going into historically discriminatory clubs we need to make certain that we are protecting them not only just for them to be able to be um, you know go into these clubs or to be members but the power structure needs to change mm-hmm. are y'all feeling my gavel i'm gonna put I it down you. and my mic drop so because that's where the real work is right we have to really get uncomfortable. And when, see, I'm going to bring it all back home to old girl when she said, venture outside your comfort zone. It's time for the clubs to venture outside the comfort zone. I wanna, okay, did y'all hear that? That was I, a real word.
0: I want to add to Robin's great thought because I go back to that a lot because it's human nature to stay where you're comfortable. But just remember that there is very little growth within that comfort zone. The growth is great. outside of... That well, circle. come on.
2: Yes,
3: so absolutely. Do you feel like though in this, and this could be a conversation for another day, but in the age yeah. that we're in in twenty twenty one, and how we're moving forward with, you know, not accepting things that don't include diversity and inclusion and it's excluding individuals, do you think some of these golf clubs that are hosting tournaments will no longer have the privilege of hosting tournaments based on their, you know, history, do or based on? um the not based exclusions. on their history but based on right now yeah i would right.
1: certainly want to want to i certainly would not want to based on, on history because we all know that is a that's a <laughs> that's a sum zero yeah, that's okay, everybody that,
0: like, that's a sum zero there's not right. many pla- there's not many like if you go back like 40 years there's not many places that you could actually have golf tournaments if those were still the rules gotcha let's gotcha. go
1: back five years yeah You you guys, this is is pervasive, okay? So coming from someone who spent majority of my life in the intersection of race, having Mm -hmm. a white father and a white husband, and a white husband who golfs constantly, okay? And he's with country clubs. So it's not like I know what I'm talking about, all right? So I know for sure that needs to change, absolutely, 100%. And I believe that in this day and age, okay let's just say okay cuz I've been doing diversity equity and inclusion for for most of my adult life right in, in terms of work but let's just say okay I'm gonna give you a pass and go from George Floyd on why are we like okay everybody got a nice little statement everybody's got the you know the brown the black people and the hijabs and we've got you know the LGBT all in the photos taking photos at your companies then what right now we need to get to equity and that means that we listen to this it's gonna take 136 years for women to be equal to men in terms of equity, and that includes pay, that includes so many different benefits, that includes the ability to be able to be at the top of the um, the top of the C-suite. I could go on and on. You sound a little passionate about this.
0: I <laughs> love it. I love it. That, that is all the the crux, the backbone of your program, Rise, which yeah, you right. often take into schools and want to empower kids, girls, kids of color so that they can meet these, these standards that you want to share so that they can be in those places, right? That's all about, that's RISE.
1: So the premise has changed a bit, so I'm happy to be on here to tell you that we are now, we've trademarked the term RISE Advocates because I believe <gasps> nice. my biggest, my biggest um, opportunity is going to be able to help professional women overcome challenges and trauma to actively use their voice, to advocate for themselves and for diversity, equity, inclusion. Why? Because the system that we are speaking from, these systems are so deeply pervasive, right? That we need people inside of these systems to be able to speak up, right? See, okay, let me just back this up. My ancestors lost their lives, right? They came Mm -hmm. over on boats, they were lynched and so forth, right? The least we could do is put our lives on the line in terms of our popularity. Perhaps we may not get promoted, per match, whatever. We're gonna do that. Now, what's gonna happen with rise advocates? Not only am I say, I want you to speak up, but I'm creating a community for you so that if something happens to your butt, because you said something, you have an army of women standing behind you. And not only that, we are going to help you with your legal. Services. That's so important. That's so important. Because that's what I'm talking about. Because everybody's like, "Well, Diana, if you if you didn't have your you got kids, I got this." People are scared to speak up, and Mm -hmm. as a former civil rights attorney, I understand why. Because you feel like you're alone and you're fighting these battles on your own. So let me take it back again. Now I'm helping women, right? Helping professional women do this. I have a heart for young black girls. So I'd love to see them come rise up to the top. But then also too, I'm going into schools. I'm going into organizations. I'm still doing diversity, equity, inclusion, DE and I, but I'm really empowering women through my rise advocates movement. So you can come to my rise advocates Academy. Y'all I ain't playing around. Mad last year, depression and anxiety. Y'all know I was talking to you about that. I was so far down the, the path that I was like, when I rise up out of this, Notice I said, rise, (laughs) is on. So you see my change, Eric? Are you feeling this? Are you picking up when I'm laying down?
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, And it's interesting that you talk about advocacy and not having the proper attorneys. That's the reason why a lot of people of color get thrown in jail when they shouldn't be because Mm -hmm. the public defender can't help them or won't help them. Mm -hmm. And it's a problem we've got to correct. Um, We cannot solve all this in the short period of time oh, sure? that, I, that i want to take from you and i'm glad you were on i want to ask you one more thing though we need a series i see i'm all about series um mm. i want to, you you went through a, a harrowing incident with your son mm. and I, I know he's getting better you're mm. also uh, a mental health advocate and you're all about mm-hmm. wellness in a variety of ways uh there is nothing more traumatic very little more traumatic than watching a child go through mm. that how'd mm. you get yourself through it all
1: let me tell you something. Y'all know that I went through a severe depression last year, right? Yeah. Did you know that? Eric?
0: I did not. But you being off my radar would indicate that yes, you were down
1: mm-hmm. for a whole year. I lost fifteen pounds. I um, was my throat was restricted. I was shaking nonstop. I um, thought I had cancer, so I went. To, my blood pressure was up. Uh, This is right after George Floyd and I don't know if any of you guys were at the first protest that I spoke at I knew there was a problem when I was there because I Was nervous I don't get nervous right that was a first indication and then it just spiraled down from there until my OBGYN was like I know you want to blame your menopause or whatever it is that you're aging on this But this is really I think depression and anxiety. I think you need to Mm -hmm. get checked out Mm -hmm. now Why was I like going what me me? I'm good. Okay? How prideful of me, right, to believe that. So I sought out a therapist. And why haven't I been with a therapist my whole life? Like, why have I not been with a therapist my whole life, Eric? I mean, seriously. You
0: Answer that question for yourself. Why haven't you been?
1: Because of a stigma I Ah. believe I had on my own daggone self. Y'all hear what I'm saying?
3: Well, and us we as black women also feel like okay. we have to fix everything ourselves and that like it's a, things are supposed to be hard and they're supposed to be difficult and we're supposed yeah, to grin and like, bear it and keep pushing. <laughs> like we it's, it, right, like it's just that like post traumatic slave syndrome where yeah, we're just on. all moving now. and we we don't we don't stop. Anyway, right. this is your story to tell, but I was just, I just wanted to toss in my little nugget of yes, why. Yes, of course.
1: That's why <laughs> you're, you're here, girl. Like yes, that. you already know. You already know. And then I'm from the church.
3: Uh huh.
1: That's a full stop. Jesus will fix it. He will fix
3: it. (laughs) Jesus Jesus, is going to work it out. That's a song.
0: (laughs) Jesus prays the gay away and he prays the anxiety and depression away, right?
1: Come on. So let's just keep this 100 up in this place. Mm. I was not right for having that mindset. So I got in therapy and it just, I'm telling you all, It changed the game. I thought, you know, we're writing my book, doing all. Listen, if you come from severe trauma, it's not if the shoe drops, it's when. Yeah. You have to know, you have to face a lot of this stuff and you need to help, you know, you need help to help you get through this stuff, okay? So I am now the biggest advocate for therapy. I am now the biggest advocate for mental health because I was not going to make it Mm -hmm. I did not know how, I can't even express to you how hard that was for me. I couldn't even get out of bed. So finally, I just did that, and slowly I saw my life changing. Then, my son was on a golf course, no pun intended, he was golfing, Um, (laughs) with my husband. And his arm swells up. Find out later he's got three blood clots in his arm that... The emergency room told us to go home, because he was fine. And then my son came home, ate some ramen noodles, and his arm swelled up, no lie, y'all. Went right back to the emergency room, found out he has the, had this disorder called axosoplavium thrombosis. Wow. And they had to, to kind of get rid of the blood clots. And then, then all of a sudden, they were like, he needs to get his rib removed, because the rib was putting pressure on the vein. Five days later, he goes in for surgery to remove the rib. The next day, he gets a pocket in his lung and he mm. is in ICU because they need to make certain that he doesn't get pneumonia. <laughs> this happened to my son right after he graduated from Miami University, he had a PR in track, and they won wow. the MAC championship at Miami. That was my life from June 4th. And thank the Lord God, Jesus, that I had gotten through a lot of that trauma, even Mm -hmm. though, I mean, you know, I have, that's why I'm like, you know, you you have to go through some stuff in order to help people get through some stuff, right? So I went through that stuff, and thank the Lord I was able to get through that, and I was able to help my son, even though, yeah, he was a pain in my butt, and he apologized for it, but he (laughs) was so mad. He was so mad for being down. Of course, the mamas take the punching bag. You know, we take the punching bag all the time. But thank the Lord he has gotten through that. It was a traumatic two months and he's now working full time and got an amazing job living in Broad Whipple, Indiana, right outside Indianapolis and had the nerve to turn off his notifications. I was like, oh, so you real grown. (laughs) But he turned it back on. It's all right. Look, he's 23. He doesn't need me being all over his shoulder. I'm not a hover mom. So anyways, that's what happened, y'all.
3: Wow. Is he still doing the, um, I think the last we talked, he was doing wineries? Was he working with wineries? Oh, that's
1: where he works, E.J. Gallo. He works there at you E.J. Go. Gallo Winery. I remember that. Yeah. He is doing the wines. And so, you know, I'm, his mom is happy because I'm like, what are we doing today? <laughs> I love wine. I'm a wine snob, so mm-hmm. I love red wine. So, you're... Eric, it was traumatic.
0: I know. I know. Ah! You're. Uh, it's hard to believe if you look at Diana, you might not guess this, but you're a little bit, just a little bit older Than me, and you—you just—I
1: am your elder. You need to say auntie, not saying
0: auntie. You know it, right? I would not. I would not call someone I find so beautiful in so many ways auntie. And then Miss
3: Diana, it it is to
1: you. Okay, okay? that's what it is from from the south, right, girl? (laughs) Miss
0: Diana. I know we've all been through hell to different degrees over the last year but it it is never too late to realize that you can reach out for help and it's out there and there's no there's no cure but sometimes you just need to get a little momentum so you can get yourself going because every day is not going to be a good day but every day (sighs) should not be a bad day
1: no that's true you're right about that i just i never really understood it
0: until now um. Thank you for the time and. Thank uh, you. Oh
1: my if gosh, we y- got to do this again. Why does
0: it go so fast? Uh, uh, you, you it used does. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. But let's do uh, coffee sometime, and you and I can okay. both wear our yoga pants or whatever, and just okay. hang out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Have fun this week with the Solheim Cup So, you, will you be involved with? I I um, of well, I don't know. You'll see for a I mm-hmm. won't be there
1: Saturday and Sunday. I, I'll be there yeah. Friday, but then I won't be there Saturday and Sunday. So, no, I my husband you. won't be there. You know, we look alike, so maybe you'll see him not. You <laughs> know, we don't look alike. <laughs> yeah.
3: You're such a beautiful family, though. Very honestly, good. your daughter, she's gorgeous. Aww, I mean, and thank she's so you. sweet when we thank ran into, you. So, I think I'm, we met your husband at Souk that time. So, yeah. Um, you honestly, such a beautiful family, and I'm thank happy to so see much. that your son and is you're doing beautiful. better. Oh, thank, thank you. When, I appreciate this. When mom. your
0: husband beats mm. the hell out of whoever wants to date your daughter and goes to jail.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. I, I With a golf, yes. golf club. Yes.
0: I will be there to console you.
1: Thank you. Because I'll need some help. Look, at least we'll have some good wine, right? Yes.
0: Yes. All right, Diana. Take care. I'll talk to you soon, thank okay? You. Bye, bye, Diana. Bye,
1: beautiful people. Bye. Okay, bye bye.
0: We love her.
3: Oh my gosh. I mean, she really is just a breath of fresh air. I want to be around her more. Like I, I, when I, when I say I fangirl for some of those ladies, I really do. Like I follow them kind of quietly via social media and, um, You know I try to attend when I can if I know so I was so bummed that I didn't know anything about Robin Roberts and I didn't want to say you know I I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to imply as if the word hadn't gotten out. I'm sure that they have and Meg and I work together professionally occasionally and you know I learned all about the Women's Summit during the I think they have a Women's Summit every year because of a tournament that comes to town. Um, so I knew about that, but I did not know about Robin Roberts. And I just, all the ladies in the room that I saw, I just said I needed to be there. I was, I feel like I missed out truly. And, but that's a testament to what actually happened there. Like what Toledo is doing because of the Solheim Cup. So that's, that's great.
0: Yeah. Um, not to pat myself on the back, but to pat myself on the back when <laughs> Diana was sharing the notes that she took from Robin Roberts. they are all kind of things um, that you say that I that I try to, I, you know, I say a lot of shit, although I try to not <laughs> say a lot in <laughs> talk today. But yeah, like I have I have a notes thing in my phone and I refer back to it when there's a story or a saying that I mm-hmm. used to get out of a moment or to enhance a quick post that I want to put up. But yeah, those are important things. And um, I forgot about the proximity, but I, I kind of act on that anyway. Um, mm-hmm. That's why, like you said, I want to be around Diana because she's charismatic and magnetic, mm-hmm. and you can feel the energy. And I just want that through osmosis and being in her circle.
3: Exactly. No, exactly right. Like you just, you just flock to. Um it's hard not to flock to somebody like diana and some of the other ladies that she works with so i'm really happy to see the pivot that rise advocates has now taken so i i think they may do both but anyway um i'm really happy to see that pivot only because you know I live those things personally. We talk about some of my professional challenges, um, not in depth, because I still have to respect my employer. That many know who they are, but w- there really are challenges being a black woman in the workplace. That you do get afraid. You need legal. You do get afraid. Um, you know that you may be stamped a certain type of person that will hit, like keep you from any kind of growth internally or within the community. Like there's so many reasons to be afraid. I mean, I think you and I talk about that. And sometime I te- I, sometimes I text you and this is completely transparent, but I'm like, was that too black of me? Like, am I being too much? You know, because that is, that's a unique challenge that we have where we ha- really have to think about those things, even though it's our life every day. And we see things from a different, different lens every day. Like it would be like, you know, for you where you may have to worry about, you know, not speaking up about Jewish rights too much or you know what I mean? It's just you really living the life that we do. Sometimes you have to worry about it, especially in the professional workplace every day. So I'm really happy to see that because it really is needed. Um, there have been trainings that I've taken in Toledo for, for minority executive leadership. And it's just like, you know, I really, this really wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. And it was because it was planned by white folks. Like literally that's it. Like, and that's great that the, that, that effort is being made and that opportunity is allowed in the community. But when you don't have representation at the table to plan these things, you fall short. And people like me are going to, pull that pinpoint that right away you know so good for her i'm excited to see what she does i might try to um attach myself to that in some way and see if i can benefit as a young professional needing support unless it's for like really young professionals like 20 year olds
0: right yeah, and you're, you're old. quickly aging out of young professionals
3: <laughs> don't say that out loud don't say that i um, am not i'm not got, seasoned
0: i not see no well you're getting there you're, getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're more deserving of your management position than many people are these days mm. because some people are thrusted up into management before they're ready. They make mistakes. They piss off employees. Um, I got to run because I got to, I got to tape another. You uh, do. Yeah. We can't do much more because I've, I've have an incredible interview to hop on here uh, in a couple of minutes. Her name is Nikki. She, somebody at work here connected me to her. Lance did They're long story short. Her summons in the armed forces. Livy came home, killed himself, and now she has an event at Dana coming up on the 11th.
3: Wow, for like mental health, for law, for um, military?
0: Yeah, yeah. What,
3: gr- what group is she with, do you know?
0: She's her own. She's her own little cause. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I'm going to ask those questions, but uh, we spoke yesterday Great. for about 10 minutes, and we're, we're totally on the same page. In fact, she said, um, she's like, she's just getting to know this stuff, and she said something like... Uh, I think it's 18. She left a voicemail for me uh, because she was watching Biden speak yesterday. She said, I think it's 18 veterans a day kill themselves. And when I called Mm -hmm. her, I said, I actually think it's like 23 or 26. Yeah. So um, she seems to have a lot of clout and a big voice and a great Great. accent. And I'm looking forward to uh, spending about 15 minutes with her as soon as you and I wrap up here.
3: Okay. Well, I will let you go and do that. Nice to talk to you today.
0: I'll talk to you later. Oh, bye-bye good to have you here. I'm a big fan of Michael Carter. Hopefully, he was very helpful to you.
2: He was. It was actually the first opportunity I had to connect with him. I had reached out to them uh, a couple of weeks ago and asked if they would be kind enough uh, to support me with um, the event by way of information and sharing what is available to people in Lucas County. So, uh, he was kind enough to give me a call back today.
0: Good. Yeah, Michael is uh, super helpful in my, uh, my main contact with the Mental Health and Recovery Services Board and, uh, and a good guy. I know he's, he's trying to do some heavy work, and I'm, I'm glad to have you on this team. I'm, I'm sad that uh, the reason it brought you here, but I'm glad to have your enthusiasm and, uh, and everything else to push this thing forward. Can we talk about how this event came about and the sad circumstances that were the catalyst behind it?
2: Yes, we can. Uh, I'll try not to get overly emotional. Um, I'm about eight months uh, into the loss of my son. My son um, was active military. He was uh, airborne, 509, and he was based in Alaska. Um, So, uh, I mean, basically, long story short, There were no signs to me, sitting in Ohio, that my son uh, may be depressed. Um, He actually ended up marrying someone that uh, we really barely knew. Uh, He came home on leave in 2019, met up with her, married her in February. She moved there in July. It was a volatile relationship. and by December, following a, a, an argument with his wife, uh, he shot himself through the head. And, um, and I mean, he had been playing uh, an Xbox game, you know, through COVID, they, they were kind of restricted at the base and he had been playing an Xbox game with his friends up until 8 p.m. that night. And he died by 9.15. So, you want to talk about shock and unexpected? It was certainly that. He was booked on a plane to come home.
0: A terrible situation. Um, I I don't have words because we don't know each other that well. But like I said, I'm, I'm glad to have you uh, on this team that I'm a part of to prevent suicide. Um, can you talk about your event that you've created, which is coming up uh, on the 11th at Dana?
2: Yes. So... Uh, With the loss of Christian, um, he was a very active person. He loved to run. Obviously, when he said he wanted to serve his country, it seemed like a good fit for him, and I was supportive. Um, So, uh, in in his memory, we decided, what can we do to draw awareness to this crisis? I mean, not only uh, with military, uh, and you know, active military and veterans, but with civilians too. Christian loved to run, and he loved animals. So this is kind of twofold. I organized a 5K race for the avid runners. I've got a kids' fun run. Uh, I've got a pet adoption. I've got a silent auction. And I reached out to the military and said, what will you do to support this? You know that this is a crisis with active military. We are aware uh, of the veteran population and, and the stress and the PTSD that is sometimes taking um, you know, people that have served to that point. How do I en- encompass all of this and, and make a difference? Um, so they said we'll be there to support you. So they're sending 120 active military uh, to run in memory of my son that day, and to create awareness, which I think is just outstanding.
0: That's wonderful, and I'm glad that you decided to put Goliath on the spot. And and to be quite frank and forward and honest, I hope they do more than that, um, because just showing—I don't mean to be insensitive—but just showing the flag like that, it's a wonderful gesture. But more needs to be done. I, I think I mentioned to you yesterday. We chatted on the phone. The number is like yep. 25 or 26 veterans uh, take their lives. That's not over a month or anything like that. That's a day. Um, so right. it really is a crisis. And I know that there are a lot of situations, um, sexual assault and so many other things going on in the military. And they all need to be addressed. They all they, they all deserve equal attention. Um, but I hope it seems like you're the kind of woman that can keep the pressure up so that we can see actual change and um, drop that number from 26 down to end, even if it's just one. One would be one less would be great because that's, that's someone's loved one, someone going through what you've been through.
2: That's exactly it. And you're right. It's like, you know, in multiple conversations with them, um, you know, so, so first of all, they were supportive with what happened to my son. However, we need to fix this, okay? 571 in just. 2020. There's five hundred and seventy-one other families that are going through this as I am. It's like I'm I'm just one and I am bound and determined to make a difference. I want to see change. You know, why is it that my son died when there were people that saw him every day? They were aware of some of these issues that were going on in his life. And and he was supposed to come home on leave and his leave got postponed and twice I was supposed to go out there and there were restrictions on, you know, being on base and being around him because of COVID. And um, I, I think, you know, he had started with some behavioral health sessions um, because of the domestic situation. Situation. However, that got canceled three times because of COVID. And the day after he died, he had an appointment scheduled. I mean, if he was at crisis point, I'm so far away, I wasn't aware of any of this. Right. But, but there were people that were aware, and he's not the only one. And it's like, how do we support our military, not just active military, but those coming out, They've been through a lot. They've seen a lot. Um, And then you've got to dump somebody back into the real world and say, get on with your life. And you're going to help them maybe find a job. There's so much more. It's like that emotional um, change. I mean, your, your life completely changes. The government owned you up until that point, you know, and now you're on your own let's almost, just throw
0: you out there <laughs> yeah, you're almost discarded I'll I'll tell you another thing uh, that I uh, do my presentations with the suicide prevention coalition with my friend Jen, who I mentioned to you yesterday uh, who yeah. left the Navy the example she always used and I don't know if this was a, a personal experience of hers but it's it's a powerful one she said you know there's people that are she said I was on a ship like defending you from God knows what, and doing, and and like in control of a giant navy battleship, and now I have some jerk telling me he didn't get enough fries on his plate <laughs> um, <laughs> after yeah. just being simply discarded. Like, that's that's asking someone to do more than an entire 180. It's almost it's asking them to become a completely different person. And like I mentioned to you yesterday, we create perfect soldiers, uh, perfect people to do great things for this country, and then it's like, there you go. Um, we need to almost train as much mentally, emotionally, and physically to set people back off into the world so that we don't have to use the the VA for so many medical problems, so many of which are behavioral health oriented and so people can have a normal life after they've they've done what they wanted to do like your son wanted to do for this country
2: yeah we uh, you know I see a movement towards helping veterans get jobs i mean even um where I work, we are working towards job mapping. We recognize that people have great skill sets coming out of active service and how do we map those to the skills that we are looking for? Um, So there's progress in that area. My concern is the emotional state. What are we doing to support them emotionally? I think there needs to be ongoing therapy for one. Almost
0: mandatory, especially if you have seen some some visceral horrific things like mandatory therapy to integrate you back into the normal world where you know the more common parts of our aggravated day are i missed a yellow light or my coffee was late cuz re- really if someone isn't integrated correctly that's how people can snap
2: right and it is that, you know, I, I speak to people about suicide so often now. I mean, I am very vocal about it. I'm just one person, but I am getting the attention of many because I did not lose my son to have him swept under the rug as another statistic of, well, he was military, you know, and, and that's kind of what, what has been happening. Um, It's like, how am I gonna make a difference? You know, my son is watching me right now. He always said, Mom, you're the strongest person I know. Okay, well, I never thought he'd be the one to test it, but he would want me to get up and start doing for other people. Nobody should go through this. You've got wives and children, Children and mothers and fathers that are grieving like I am, and it shouldn't be happening. I mean, these guys, these women, they are putting their life on the line to protect us. And then what? When they come home, we're not looking after them. And I know that there's, um, you know, the, the organizations out there, it's not complete neglect. But when we're aware of a problem, let's work a little harder at getting it fixed. I mean, one of the things I want to do, I want to get in front of the active military. You know, what? what is the suicide prevention program, active military, and I'm told that once a year they sit there in front of videos and they go through this suicide prevention program and then that's signed off for another year and, you know, they have some adversity training. Um, I want to go in and I want to talk to them because I feel like there's that connection. It's not your command standing in front of you. It's not just another video playing. There's real people like me with real emotions that can talk to you about how this feels. And I want you to come forward and I want you to talk to people. Tell me what I can do to help fix this problem. I'm setting out to raise money. I'm asking people to come here and raise money. What do I do with this money? What kind of program can we put it towards to help to help people? I don't want to just be words, I wanna do
0: something. I think your your tenacity is admirable and it's it's charismatic and magnetic to me. Um so I'm happy to help you in whatever way that I can and you bring up a great point with the money, like what are we gonna do with it? Because what I keep thinking all along as we're talking about the military, um, it's not underfunded. It's not like we can't afford these programs to keep some kind of suicide prevention or mental and behavioral health program ongoing so that while your, your body is galvanized for the job you need to do in the armed forces, your mind needs to be as well. And, and maybe it is too well where we've created minds where they won't address negative feelings. But we can make better people on the battlefield, off of it, um, by making sure someone's mind is right. And, and again, it's raising money is great. Uh, especially, uh, like I work for um, AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Please, I highly consider this your official invite to join our walk on October second at Promenade Park. I know where that money goes, and that money is needed. The military doesn't need any money; they just need to do something. And I and I think your tenacity can get things done.
2: Well, I, I have been in touch with them. They're open to the idea of a panel discussion with myself and, and other parents that would be willing to speak. Um, so, you know, we'll see where it leads. Um, just whatever is happening, right? It's not working. It's not working. So what are we going to do to change it? And then with the money that I raise, it's like that there's two areas, military and veterans is obviously a, a primary interest of mine um based on what I have experienced and, and what I know since my son passed um, you know, I look back and I think, well, was there anything?" mentally unstable about my son before he entered the military? Or was he just taken to this point by life events? You know, being away from us all, COVID, bad relationship. He was based in Alaska, right? There's been articles written and I can send you a couple of the higher rate of suicide. um, You know, at the bases in Alaska from lack of daylight, perhaps uh, lack of facility. Um, You know, it's depressing. I went out there. It's it's so cold. It is so dark and there's nothing to do and then you throw covid on top of it. Yeah. I mean Su- you know
0: suicide rates are extremely high in Alaska for all the reasons that you pointed out. We're we're social creatures as human beings. We do crave daylight and warmth for the most part and you don't get you don't get a lot of that for half the year or more in Alaska. So it certainly could have compounded what was whatever was going on. I I would I have no uh, professional uh, things to pass along, only experiential. Um, And just, I hope you don't feel any guilt because um, in the same way people do some horrific things um, and you never would have guessed that your neighbor was capable of that. Um, The other side of that sociopathic coin is people like myself. My parents had no idea that I wanted to kill myself because we are able to put a facade on. Um, and it's very hard to tell, even with the closest people in, in my life and other, other lives. Um, so I hope there's no guilt there because you're, you're a loving mother and I think your tenacity is going to go towards, towards change and bringing that number of military or veteran suicides down.
2: Uh, that is my goal. I mean, if I could grab every one of them up and just tell them how special they are and how much appreciated they are for all they have done to serve and protect us. I mean, it's like my personal mission now that if I could just have one person come to me at the end of this race even and say, you know what, I felt this bad and your event has encouraged me to speak up and go get help. Because at the end of the day, you're trapped in this government contract, you're tied in, everything's, on the line right and and then you've got to go tell someone you got a mental health problem well i can guarantee you my son as proud as he was with all of the emotional turmoil he was going through he was pushing it down you know this is a kid that used to call me but he's six foot three 210 pounds scout wanted to be the best sniper out there i mean and what You know, this is how his life ends now, sitting in Alaska miles from me. It was two days before my birthday. It was actually on his father's birthday that he died, and I buried him four days before Christmas. I mean, it's just unreal. I wanna make a difference. I I am so glad to be able to connect with people that are already actively involved in this because until you start peeling back and looking at what's going on under the surface, you don't realize that there are people that genuinely care about this and are struggling to get out there. So for me, my event is saying, all of you that are already involved in these coalitions and and you have the information available, I'm out there, I'm talking, you know? Let me help, Let, let me get involved and do my part to help everybody.
0: The, uh, the event is on September 11th. It's uh, at Dana, and it's not too late to get registered, correct?
2: Correct. I'll take you even if you want to come the day off. <laughs> put, put on a T-shirt. You can, you know, it's a 5K race, right? So it's a bit, and that scares some people. They're like, oh, I don't run. You don't have to run. That's just there for the people that want to run. If you want to run, if you want to walk, if you want to show up, buy a t-shirt, throw it on. I mean, I got the silent auction. Come bid on some silent auction items. I mean, I've got a charboiled grill. I got a Pandora bracelet. I've got skincare product from Dr. Barone's office. I mean, the community is coming together and saying, we support you, Nikki we're glad you're speaking up each time i open my mouth if i'm in a store and i start speaking or i run into someone i'll bring it up because it's an uncomfortable conversation but people need to get comfortable with it and you know what more the more i speak the more stories i hear my brother died my niece died my ex-husband died it, it's like it's out there but people don't want to talk about it I'm going to make them (laughs) if
0: if there is a uh, if there's a silver lining from COVID and there are some, it's just hard to kind of respect them at the moment or see them. uh, More people have began begun discussing their mental health and making it a topic because there are people who scoffed at it before or ignored it. But then we got eight months into COVID and they realized what depression and anxiety, uncertainty and isolation caused within them so they decided to talk about it so um there will be people joining your chorus they are out there i hear them makes my job a lot easier in advocacy because people are doing it on themselves now and i'm i'm, I'm excited to see it. i'm 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 terribly sorry for your loss but i'm excited for your tenacity to to take down this problem
2: i i'm excited to be part of it and like i say if, if you can Encourage people to join me. Uh, You can still sign up through runsignup.com. That's the way to register for the raise, or you can uh, make a donation there. Um, Just, you know, just be with us. Um, Help us support everyone that, that needs the help and make a difference
0: together. I have one uh, one last question, and I, I hope it's a, it's a fun one because it's been on my brain <laughs> since we chatted yesterday and I think you know what I'm going to ask you. so where what, are you from? Not, <laughs> not where are you from? So I've lived a bunch of different places and I can pick out like accents or dialects of, of parts of the country pretty well but yours is, is an amalgamation of things.
2: <laughs> Why thank you yeah, I'm from Tennessee: uh, Stop. it! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I was born and raised in England. Okay. Um, I came over here in my early twenties. Uh, so I'm accused of everything from being Australian to South African. Um, you know, when I go home, it's like a refresher. My accent comes back, and I'm actually hoping to go home. I haven't seen family in a couple of years, which also added to the stress of the loss of my son because nobody could come to his funeral from my family in England. Um, so that, that's it. I'm a very confused English-American
0: Where, at this point. But have you lived a bunch of places here in the United States? Just Florida and Ohio. Interesting. Ah, uh, because there are parts of your accent that I I hear like little drops of from like all over part like it's kind of East Coast United States. It's kind of South. It's <laughs> like I said, it's an interesting amalgamation. And it's funny you talk about like getting the the words back. I have a very good friend who is also also in the mental health realm. His name is Bill Berry. He is Scottish, and wow. every, every year or so, he tells me he goes home and he's like, "I'm going I'm going home to get the accent a tune. Uh, the accent's going to get a tune up." um <laughs> so
2: yeah yeah i lived in edinburgh for a while although i i don't think there, there's any scottish to my accent there we we always say you know we pronounce our t's Teas. um so so when i i asked for a bottle of water uh, that's that's uh one uh, of the, the just a, a bottle yes. of
0: water
2: <laughs> <laughs> pint of lager oh. <laughs>
0: more than one um i am i this is i'm i'm so glad to have made this acquaintance um 9-11 is on my calendar now for for a different reason so i'm gonna do my very best to make it out there to meet you and uh offer you whatever else i can and um i look forward to helping you in whatever way that i can i'm glad that uh that michael carter got on your radar he is a great door for many aspects and um i'll introduce you to everybody and anybody so we can work on this this major issue
2: Well, we'll get through this race, and whoever can come, I appreciate the support. I'm so glad to connect with you and Michael and so many other wonderful people that have supported me in my efforts. Uh, Like I say, I'm looking forward to making a difference with all of you, uh, and we will. So uh, once we move beyond this event, we'll move on to others and just keep up the momentum, you know?
0: Nikki, thanks so much for the time. Uh, We'll connect soon.
2: Thanks so much, Eric. Bye-bye.